Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm doing fine. How how you doing today? Doing great, man. Doing great. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So how how has your Halloween be? Because right now we are recording this on um Halloween. So how's your Halloween going? It's going pretty good. Um we had a little garage sale earlier and maybe a kid or two come by, but we're out in the sticks, man. So it's <laughs> people in this town so not many trick-or-treaters okay okay most how's it going uh it's going i had to work my vanilla job today because i had to do a double so i'm coming off of that to, to, On a to do this oh yeah oh wow yeah i work every other weekend so i get okay. two weekends off for a month which is cool because at least that means I get a weekend off. So, <laughs> right, right, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. So, gotten somebody because normally I don't say the name of the people that I'm interviewing until after I do my particulars. So I have finally gotten somebody from this company that I've been watching for a minute. And first, first and foremost, what made y'all decide to do voiceovers on your videos? Because that's something you don't see every day. So initially, um, the style of video that I was shooting required a lot of slow motion. And Mm -hmm. so I I couldn't use the audio that I recorded on camera. And I needed to figure out something that was going to mesh well with, you know, a more cinematic style and just something to kind of complete the whole thing. So... Um, I went on YouTube and I looked up, you know, erotica and I started listening to a bunch of different, you know, free erotica on YouTube and kind of just matched it up with the videos that I was shooting. It was like, man, this this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to me, I think that makes like your trailers stand out even more because it gives description along with the action, you know, period. And also, it's something that's totally different and is not being done in the industry. You know, um, have you noticed that it has gained your company a lot of attention? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's, um, that's, you know, could be the style, but it's also due, you know, to my wife who handles all of our uploads and, 
um, Ginger Roy, our PR person that, hand, you know, handles all our press. And so, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work and it's, it's, we have a, a, a great team working on, you know, getting us out there. So it's a lot of everything, but it's also, you know, I've worked with, I worked in the industry for a long time. So, um, you know, talent like my boy, Chris Cardio that is, you know, faithful and always comes through and, you know, just all the people that I've worked with, you know, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with just the whole team in, in general. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So look, let me do these particulars and we can get this interview on the road. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. For anyone who's trying to start their own podcasting career. Um, all you got to do is download Anchor.fm and start podcasting today. Monetize it. Distribute it on all the platforms. You can do this all for free. I'm your host, Kevin Albert, of the Porn Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. You can find me. You can find my porn links, my music links, as well as my social media links with one link. I'm talking about all my links. Dot com backslash porn rap star. Also, we are sponsored by the Facebook and LS community. I'm talking about LSworld.com. Go there today, get a profile, and start your journey or continue your journey into the life of the king. And we also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. Multiple podcasts giving you the black experience. Plus, while you're there, you can experience some shopping from over 500 retailers black owned. So go to shopgwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses to build the black economy so create generational wealth. And as you know, every Monday night, Monday Night Smoke on K97FM, the official radio station for the porn business. Go there, tune in at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I interview and discuss porn, the business of porn, with multiple people from across the industry. That's right, every Monday night on K97FM. Now, with that being said, I'm going to let this, this man introduce himself. Go ahead. I am the cinematographer. I am one of the owners of Blush Erotica, and uh, I've been in the industry for a quite min, a few many years, um, and that's what I am. So, how many years can you say your career has spanned? So, in your spectrum, I would say that I started off PAN for Kink in 2009, um, here and there. And my earlier years, I, you know, shot periodically, you know, once or twice a year, maybe. But um, hardcore, I've been at it now since 2013, and that's like mm-hmm. weekly shooting content weekly. Okay. So, okay. So, what got you into the business? What brought you into the into this world? So, honestly, you know, I started off in corporate America, shooting a lot of corporate stuff, and um, when I moved to Vegas, I would take on jobs that were both corporate and then, you know, individuals who needed things filmed. And I would say 
a lot of different things, but my wife kind of has me, you know, kind of was the one that pushed me in the direction uh, by having me work with one of her friends at the time, uh, Dirty Diva, and then mm-hmm. um, and then a woman named Sweet Fruit, mm-hmm. who she's what she's what really like pushed my career and got me, you know, fully into everything. She, um, through her, I worked with just a ton of people mm-hmm. and just kind of spider web from there. So you were doing both photography and videography, correct? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't consider myself a photographer. Uh, okay. I happen, okay. I shoot photos for, you know, whatever projects I'm working on and I'm trying to get better with photography, but I am a cinematographer. Well, um, I mean, to me, to me, from what I have seen, I have been, you, you're a photographer, bro. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I appreciate because, that. Because the, the, even to be a, a cinematographer, you still have to be a photographer in many ways because you got to have an eye to catch the beauty. You feel me? And from your videos and from the pictures that I've seen, you have an eye for the business. You know, but go ahead and continue. I just wanted to say that. Well, I appreciate that, but like the way that I see it, mm-hmm. I have a video eye. I, I can see video no matter where I am, no matter what, what I'm looking at, I can see a video. When it comes to photography, I'm kind of limited in my vision for what I see, you know, and until I get better with that, I personally would, wouldn't consider myself. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the compliment, though. And also, <laughs> I do want to say, man, that um, I haven't heard a lot of podcasts that I that I just truly enjoyed, um, but yours has definitely been one. I think I reached out to you like maybe a month and a half ago, just randomly, and I was like, "Damn, I got to I got to hit this this brother up and just let him know <laughs> I, I, I like his stuff." Thank you, thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh yeah, and the feeling is mutual from from, from looking at your stuff, I'm looking at your site now, yeah, Twitter page. You have a certain style of videography, you know. Period. And to me, is a cross between Hollywood music video. You get what I'm saying? Cinematic music video. Um, when you're behind the camera, you're filming. What do you look for? How do you how do you move? You know, tell me about your set. Um, I try to do a lot of depth of field, which is like you know, a clear foreground and kind of a blurry background. So yeah. I look for yeah. a lot of that. I try to get the models to you know to move away from like flat backgrounds. So that's like kind of one of the ways that I that that my you know, style of filming works. Um, and just, you know, honestly, I, I I see the room, I see decorations, I see, I, I just see it. I, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it any better than that. Uh-huh. I'll give you a second. So what made you decide to move it to start your own triple X company? Because, like I said, I know you were doing work for others, but it now it goes from I'm doing work for others to now I'm actually building, making, and maintaining a company. 
Right. So that's an interesting question. And honestly, um, it started off from me taking a, a minute to learn finance. Okay. And from finance, from, you know, learning about money and how money moves and, you know, all the different avenues to invest your money in came learning about passive income. So the big question was, how do I create money while I'm sleeping? And um, being the fact that I was already in the industry, most of the time just getting paid for a job, I decided to, you know, turn that into passive income. So, you know, to kind of go along with what, what I'm learning with investments. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. So you decided, you said, fuck it, I'm going to invest in myself. <laughs> pretty much, man, pretty much. Uh, it was just, you know, I'm try- just trying to think of all the different ways that I can, you know, create some sort of retirement for myself because I- I've been an independent, you know, independent person, cameraman company for since 2008. I haven't worked a job since 2008, so... Um, I'm getting older and I needed to figure out some kind of way that, you know, I can have a backup plan. Now with you different from a lot of guys I talked to, you are a straight up producer. I've I've talked to very few of them. The steps of getting into business producer is different from that of being a male talent slash producer. What steps did you take moving forward? to start your business and to secure talent for your business? Well, for my business, it that's kind of, it's kind of different. I, I, if your question is like, how did I get in the industry? Like as a cameraman or. Is no, it okay. Okay. About- right, when you started blush erotica. Right. You didn't have any content. You right. you play, oh, you know what to do. How what step did you take moving forward once you said I'm okay, I'm doing blush rock or this name my company, I'm moving forward. How did you secure talent? What paperwork did you have to go through? What were the, the steps that you had to go through to secure your company and to get your company moving? So I again I've been working with a lot of these people for a lot of years now so all I did for the most part was you know open myself up for a content trade mm-hmm. so you know a lot of people are always looking to hire cameramen anyway and mm-hmm. so I just decided you know to instead of like looking to get paid for it just to start doing content <coughs> and, I also have a good friend, Chris Cardio, again, um, you know, he and I kind of tag teamed on, um, you know, working with people and doing content. So a lot of our, a lot of Blush Erotica's content is uh, a collaboration of me and Chris Cardio. Okay. So what what we did was, you know, I would shoot, um, my scene first and then I would shoot something exclusive for both the male and female talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with 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 this work, okay, 
because some producers pay the girls. You doing content trade for the most part. Do you think with the content trade, because in my opinion and in my experience, doing the content trade works better than actually paying the con- paying the talent because it enable you to set up a network with them, continuous work with them. Versus yeah. I'm paying them and they're walking in as talent versus collaboration. Speak on it. Um definitely uh so definitely content trade is king, you know, for every for all parties involved because it's just a collaboration of people getting together and putting in some work and then all leaving out with something at the end of the day that they can, you know, monetize in their own. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of times when I when I talk to um, models who are looking for you know, looking for paid shoots, I'm like, you know, paid is good. Paid gets you marketing, you know, gets you in front of companies and get get you seen in front of like fans and all that. But at the end of the day, you always want that one thing that you can, you know, monetize on your own. And, you know, so I don't know if that answers your question. I feel like I kind of missed something in there, but um, no, 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 paid no, versus no. trade, you know, because paid is good. But, mm-hmm. huh? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Gonna say. No, I was just going to say paid is good for, you know, getting yourself seen. But. Content is king, so you know the owner. It's it's all about that ownership. Now, when it comes to people paying others, you know, it it all. I guess it all works the same way. Because if as a as a male as a producer, if I'm paying for a scene, then I'm walking away with the scene, and yeah. that person yeah. is walking away with money. And I, you know, for me, it wouldn't equate. Like to be honest, I've been doing trade scenes for probably a little over a year and a half now. And mm-hmm. I'm almost disgusted <laughs> to some degree when somebody wants to pay me because I'm. It, it's not disgusted; it's disappointed. I I, I feel like oh, that was no, an I opportunity, know. you know. Because because I always what if that's your hottest scene and this dude got it and you can't get it? Right. It's exactly. The, did, the hottest shit you ever shot. The hottest shit you ever filmed. And they have it, and they can't make money. Just like if a girl does her first game bang, and she does it with a company that paid her. That might be yeah. the only game bang she did, but she can't profit it from it because she got paid for that one time. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think a lot of people look at look at the short term goals of you know walking home with money, but mm-hmm. the, the way that I always explain it is. You know, if a company's willing to pay you X amount of dollars, pay the male talent, pay for your test, pay for your location, then, mm-hmm. you know, they're not going to take a loss on, on that, you know, production. They're going to make money off. It. So, like, you know, you you taking some temporary money over some long-term money, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It, it all depends on what stage you are in, in the business. Because some people are newer and wouldn't even begin to understand that. And then they're the vets. See, I think they're understanding more now than they were years ago. Because you, you've been in the business for some years. So you kind of have a similar perspective as me. You know, period. Especially being someone that was behind the camera a lot. Is right. that a lot of 
came in looking to get paid up front, but thanks to OnlyFans, now girls want that content because they saw the power of content creator. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Because I'm pretty sure they you up, they're hitting you for the content, not as much as probably get paid, especially the, the type shit you putting out. I mean, come on. <laughs> they, they getting Hollywood quality hit for content. Appreciate Why it, man. Seriously. But right, but you know, it not right, you're right though. At the end of the day, even if it's not Hollywood con you know, Hollywood type scenes, you're gonna be able to sell that forever. So why yeah. give that up? Yeah. So yeah. Because see, the, because, see, the thing ahead. of it is, but the thing of it is that's why I tell females, like for example, um, which this is part of a question I'm about to ask you. When people step to you for the content trade, when they step to work with your company, okay, what do you look for to say, because I know you're selective of who you work with. Let's make this clear. Because being that as a producer, especially us being men, because I keep it 100 on this show, we have to tread light, lighter than the women. Because our okay. reputation gets tallied way quicker than them. Than them, you feel me? So when people when people step to you about doing content trade with your company, what do you look for? What they need to bring to the table? How they need to represent themselves when they step to you? Um. So I that's a that's kind of a hard question because. <laughs> It is. It is seriously because on one note, like sometimes I like it when you know new girls step to me or step to me to to you know work with our production because you know whether they have the skills or not, I want them to feel beautiful at the end of the day. You know mm-hmm. when 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 they reach out to me and maybe even you know they they don't see something in themselves that I see in them. Um, I I want to nurture that. So I don't, I can't say that I'm looking for just one type or we're looking for one type of girl or, you know, the baddest this or that, because there, there's a lot of diamonds in the rough. Like seriously, there's there's a a lot of new girls that you wouldn't think had the skill to just like end up blowing your mind. And you're like, yo, you about to do some things. Like if you keep this up, you about to do some things, but you know, you can't you can't always tell that until, you know, until you get approached or until, you, you know, you, you meet someone face to face or however the connection happens. You don't know the, their potential until you find out for yourself. And, you know, th- there's been some a few occasions here and there that, you know, I had bigger expectations based on what I, you know, seen portrayed on, you know, social media. And then when I get them, they're not, you know whether they're nervous that day or, or not, you know, you, you just never, you never can tell. So I don't, I don't really pass up too many opportunities to get to know if somebody is that diamond in the rough or not. Now, when it comes to the guys, because it's a, the guys, Absolutely. because part of that is he got to keep it hard. What do you look right. for a guy? Because you can't sit here and tell me that you would take any guy. So here's the <laughs> thing. Guys, it's, guys is hard like it's you can't you can't just work with everybody for this project and you know 
being in the being in the industry and you know working with all different type of people everybody has their limitations so you gotta as far as like who would qualify to work with blush are people who don't mind the stopping and starting of a scene and that's not that's not everybody i know a lot of people that you know when you want to when they when they set up a shoot they want to run through that whole thing you know mm-hmm. one take they don't want to stop there. they don't want to change there. positions yeah now now i want to stop you right there all right explain the start and stop for my listeners because so they know the difference between the two type shoots because you have this shoot that you're talking about which is I call that Hollywood because that's how Hollywood do this shit. They right. stop and start. Then you have the amateur flow through. Explain yours versus the other one. And why do you do it that way versus the other way? So my work is on a fluid head tripod. Like that's that's where that's how I do uh, all of our blush stuff. So there's a lot of motion involved, but it's it's on a tripod. So mm-hmm. I need certain positions, you know, just like everybody else when they set up a scene, they want, you know, low job, um, you know, yeah. see looking and then three positions or whatever. I need that same thing. But since I have to, since it's not a fluid, like I have to stop my camera, reposition mm-hmm. a tripod, you know, find find that look that I'm looking for, it's not a straight through shoot. So a lot of times I'll, be, I'll, you know, I'll let them know because I don't use the audio, I can talk through it. I can give direction. So I'll be like, you know, give me another minute of this and then we're going to change positions. And, you know, a lot of that is distracting. A lot of guys wouldn't be able to concentrate, which like, I'm not like, I feel that a hundred percent because I'm one of those guys Somebody's talking to me and giving me directions. I'm I, I just lost everything that we was doing. So I have nothing against those people, but to be able to shoot for blush and to be able to shoot for big production companies where you have to stop and change positions or um, you know have directions being you know thrown at you while you're doing stuff. That's a hard thing. And very few people can do it. And then you got you know also. With being on a tripod, you have limitations as far as angles are concerned. So you would have to work with talent who can open up. And there's not a lot of people that naturally are able to open up on camera or know to do that or are constantly conscious of being open. So, yeah, you know. Man. Because like I said, it's interesting because you're the first person I talked about the shooting styles to in depth because that's the thing that I try to explain to people is two different styles of shape of shot in porn. Yeah. Uh, the professional, which is to start to stop because certain amount of time for each position. Um, it usually have three, maybe two cameras, a stand camera, which is a stand. And then you might have a walk around, but the, he stays out of the way of the other camera. With your right. situation, it's more about the tripod where you're getting that certain angle. You want to get that, Nurture that and then move on to the next one. You get what I'm saying? Kind of like a photographer almost. That's why I say you take a photographer. He says not a photographer, he takes a photographer approach to videography. What the <laughs> fuck did I say, goddamn it? I'm just saying, because a photographer would sit there, have that girl in that pose for five minutes to take 10 shots. So right. it's kind of the same thing. So right. 
what you're asking is you're grooming people for a Hollywood shoot and they're not even realizing. Interesting. Okay. Seriously. Okay. Because they had I can see how you say that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, any big production company, they're they're sometimes it's it's you know you got long days filming. You have to change your uh your cards. You have to you know offload stuff. You know the girl has to fix their makeup. Their their you know eyelash came off or anything could happen. So it's not you know when you when you're on an amateur set or an am- you're doing an amateur shoot, you're just filming. You're just there to like stop and start the camera when it starts and when it's over. You don't care like you know if you if you messed up in in, in an angle or you know whatever the case may be. But it, it, professional shoots aren't shot like that. There's a lot of stopping and starting. So with with your with, with your style of, of shoot and your style of scene, um, <clears throat> what's some of the reaction you get from the fans? Because I know you're getting them something that is different, unique, that's not been done in porn. You right. get what I'm saying? What's some of the reaction that you get from your fan base? Because I know they're loving it. it. It's pretty much exactly what you said. It's um, you know, there are people that are thankful that. You know, they're able to find my my stuff because that's what they've been looking for and they haven't been able to find. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist because I'm sure it does, at you know, somewhere. But, uh, but dude, you, know, you, you may you may making love look sexy again, dog. They just oh, be oh, shit. because <laughs> no, no, seriously, because in the world where it's about hardcore sex. You give a sensual side of sexuality with blush and i think that was making y'all stand out even more because you can't sit and tell me that you have an old school influence when it comes to porn like myself because i don't know your age bracket but it seemed like to me you like me kind of like the old school emmanuel the the old school porn that we you you get me that's ex yeah man that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is. That's it's the old school stuff, you know. Yeah. It's it's the you know, like me personally, I I love the intros back in the day. I love the storylines back in the day. I love yeah. the conversation, yeah. the dialogue. You know, personally, I love the you know, you know, trying to figure out what she might look like with her clothes off, you know, before it happens, kind of thing. So. Yeah. I've never been, you know, I've never been a one to to turn away at a at a good little four or five minute intro because, you know, I might yeah. even rewind that part because that's the part that stuck out to me and made it a story and made it what it was, you know, because yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, everything else is just sex. So for me, the story is what makes it. And see, too, you also have a knack to tell a story with the sex also. Oh, uh, that's so not me. Feet. See, but I mean, but it, it like put it this way. <clears throat> Even though your talent is good, your cinematography tells the story also. Because a lot of people don't realize uh-huh. that when you put the scene together, <clears throat> you're actually telling the story. It's like, okay, put it this way: when you do a straight through scene, it's right. the talent that's telling the story. But when you do it the way that you're doing it, you're telling the story using the talent. You see the difference? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, 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 you're piecing the puzzle together versus the way I used to shoot. We start, we, like my shit, when we, we, even we did a skit, it was improv, go straight to the fucking, I direct how we do it within the scene by me talking shit or what have you, you know, being, you know, being a talented producer, <clears throat> you know, period. Right. And it was straight through, you know, period. With you, you're taking pieces of it and you're adding it because you're going to be getting different angles and stuff like that, even though it might be the same position. You get what I'm saying? So it's like yep. you're using the talent versus the talent is telling the story. I said, no, right. Right, man, I appreciate that. I, that uh, good way to break that down. I, I never really thought about it like that. But, <laughs> but what I what I do enjoy is the fact that once I shoot the scene, I can mm-hmm. mix it up any way that I need to. Yeah. So it gives me a little bit more playing room to figure out what the what the story is going to be about later on after I shoot the scene. Mm-hmm. So shoot. So, how do you come up with the scenes? Like, you know, with like, and and how do you fit which talent that would fit? Um, really, I don't. I don't really come up with the scene like like you would think. I, I look around the room. I shoot B roll. Mm-hmm. So it could be. It could be. Like, say I walk in a room and there's a clock and I decide to shoot the clock and, you know, then I, I shoot outside the window if the car is passing by. And I just do a bunch of different B-roll, you know, depending on where, we, where we're located. And then I kind of I figure out what I think the story is going to be about. And then I let the writer, you know, have that, you know, their direction of where they want to take the story. And then uh, I work with an amazing voice, you know, a crew of people that do voiceovers. So um, Lady Apollo is, is is my main person. And, you know, she tells the story and that's what it is. So I, I don't, I don't, I wish I was better at coming up with situations beforehand, but unfortunately that's kind of not how it works. <laughs> well, see, but see, the thing of it is, 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 is like uh, George Papa used to say on um, the A team. I love with the plan because that's the purpose of having a team, you know. Period. Right. Um, because each person brings something to the table to make the whole. You right. Know, absolutely. It's how you got a, a, a serious strong team or what have you. So, um. Be it that, like I said, you run your own site or what have you. You have a standalone site. Of course, you have a different platforms, what have you. Um, this, once again, this is the part where the dicks go limp and the pussies go go dry. We're going to talk about the biz. How much, how much do we pay attention to the numbers? And when the numbers are down and the up and down of this business as far as money-wise, what do we do to pick up the sales? Uh, so my wife handles all that. Uh, uh, Ginger Roy, right. And Ginger Roy handles all of the marketing. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I concentrate on like learning new editing skills and trying to get better at my craft while they handle all the business. So like what I see them do is 
a lot more marketing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, trying to trying to find new avenues, new places to uh, put put our put our name out, and um, just you know, Ginger Roy's husband is amazing with coming up with like these crazy good ideas for different things that we need to do to you know expand the reach and they go to work doing all that and again i just get right back to shooting and editing so and y'all also have attended uh a convention um correct yeah we've been to the two the past two exoticas and i haven't missed the avn since 2011 so yeah, I can't ever seem to get out to one of them things. But <laughs> man, they were a lot of fun. So, so how was your experience at these last Exoticas and stuff? Because I saw you put in some work. I saw you shot with Lily Craven. Um, that's a, a smoke buddy and everything. And um, shoot, how you know how how was your experience with Exotica? It was great. I learned a lot. Um, but more from a marketing standpoint, you know, we have our, our YouTube channel. So we learned that, it, you know, it's important to, to be active and to, um, show the engagement as a company that we're out there, you know, building our brand and supporting other people. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's a different experience from, from all the AVNs that I've gone to, which, um, on, which mostly I've I've gone to these AVNs to work, so I'm I'm always shooting for companies. Uh, whereas this time, you know, it was more limited. I was, you know, a little bit more selective on on shoots and more focused on you know building our brand and and brand awareness. So it's great. We're going to DC in December, and uh, we're pretty much going to hit up anything moving. Most definitely, most definitely. So, with that being said, my brother, I'm definitely had to bring you back on here one day so we can really chop it up and talk about some of your projects and your shooting style because I think you have a very hot shooting style, you know, and some tips on camera stuff. What we're going to get into because I love being able to talk to another cinematographer, you know, and chop up, you know, camera and angles and stuff like that because. What people don't realize when you're behind the camera is things that we have to pay attention to that as talent, they don't have to pay attention to. We have to call out. We have to to um, help because it, well, this is one thing I do want to ask you. Be it that, like you say, you don't use the audio from right. the actual video, which is the old school way they used to do it. They did never use the audio. They placed the audio later. Right. Um, how effective is that with when you directing versus, let's say, if you did use the audio and just let them go? Do you think that's a more effective way versus the other way? Um, it all depends because there are some people that are just amazing at what they do and they can run through a whole scene and I wouldn't have you know, had them do anything differently than what they did. Mm-hmm. So there, there are those people. And then, you know, there, you know, are others that you need to give them some guidance. So it's more effective to do, you know, to be able to direct, but the, 
the cool thing about shooting with blush is that we don't require a long shoot. So our anything shot through our company is going to be roughly around 10 minutes, maybe, you know, 10 or less, 10 minutes or less. The other cool thing is that, you know, I try to turn on some music so, you know, they can get in the mood since we don't need the audio. There's no need to turn off the AC. There's, you know, all these different things that you would normally have to do on a normal shoot. So that's the cool thing about shooting with no audio is that, every, you know, the noise doesn't matter. Yeah. I get to, you know? So, yeah. So that makes it a lot more, you know, comfortable. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> it just hit me. All right. How do you handle if a dude come too fast? Say that one more time. How do you handle if when a dude come too fast? Well, if he can, you know, if he can continue, then we just shoot the rest of the scene and then, you know, remix the, the pop shot later on. Mm-hmm. If he can't continue, then it's just a short scene. <laughs> now, the reason why I ask that is because it always been the stigma that dudes had to be able to hold in. Can't come quick. They if they came quick, they would get shunned, embarrassed, put on the white list. They wouldn't get work, anything like that. You know, I kind of would dispel that because as a producer myself. If 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 he comes quick, only thing I ask is, well, then shit, pretend like you're in the scene, and then we get it back up and you keep going. Speak exactly. to so, so I was just going to say exactly that. So, you know, most of the times it's, it's really, it's, it's no big deal, honestly, because as long as you can get it up afterwards, even if it takes you 20 minutes to recover, if you can recover, then we still have the scene. Um, mm-hmm. If you can't recover, at the end of the day, so I I start we when I started off most scenes were a good 45 minutes to an hour. So that 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 should let you know like where I entered the industry. And I've seen over time it go from an hour 45 minutes to 30 minutes to most production companies now want 25 minutes to you know individual talents only needing uh 12 to you know 10 to 12 minutes 12 to 15 minutes. So that's nowadays with, you know, uh, the people's attention span um, and everything that, that, you know, all this fast paced motion, like it's not even really a big deal if if, if a guy pops off quick. Yeah, it's really, it's it's more a big deal for them. (laughs) It is, it is. Exactly. It bruise, it, it'll bruise ego. your ego. Exactly. But other than that, it's, it is what it is. It's not but a bad see, thing. But, you know? but, see, but see, the thing of it is, to me, I don't think it should bruise their ego because it's still sex. I mean, because sometimes, you have, especially if you ain't pop, and then, of course, you're doing the steel pride, excuse me, the steel, let's say the blowjob steel beforehand, you know, right. what have you. Some of these motherfuckers, they mess around beforehand. You're already going to be built up by the time you get wrapped up so right. it's kind of and then too i also tell dudes don't be afraid to take a blue chew right or right. i'll go get uh, one of them pills because when you want set your job is to stay hard exactly exactly I regardless mean, I if really, you pop tonight i don't know too many people that 
you know, that don't take pills. Actually, I'm probably more leery of somebody that doesn't take a pill than somebody <laughs> that does. Because as yeah. as a cameraman, that just means, all right, you didn't take a pill. I might be here all day. Yeah. If you take yeah. if if I know you took it, then I know we're going to get some work in and everybody's going to be able to leave on time, go to their husbands and wives and go eat dinner or whatever their plans are. Yeah. See, because the, the thing about it is that because the game became so normalized and became so easy for people to come into, they don't understand there were certain things that we did and we did it for a reason. That the reason why you shot 45 minutes because, well, actually, I still should do that to damn near. The reason why, because you got to think about the different positions. Then a lot yes. of times you had to walk around camera because I used to walk around camera. We didn't do the uh the tripod too tough unless I was just by myself, you know, right. period. So the walk around guy, he moves. So you're gonna stay in that position for a minute because I'm watching him walking around. I'm like, all right, well he then came around twice, did a stop here, stop here, okay, let's switch. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. Yep. You know, period. It's a reason for for the length. But what happened is when everybody was able to film with a fucking phone, now what will be 45 minutes, you got to give me ride, reverse cowgirl, cowgirl. We're able to get anal. If I got to put you on the table, now it's she's just sucking me off in the car for about five minutes, and that's your video. Right. Yeah, it could be as short as that. It could be anything nowadays. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then, you know, again, it speaks to, to people's attention span. You know, nobody has the the attention span to watch a 45 minute movie anymore i mean you know so. but see the thing of it is but see you you did not buckle to that style you stuck with your brand and the style that you have now you feel me so right. i'm gonna ask you this because it's a microwave error do you think the way you're doing your stuff makes stuff stand out more than the average i honestly don't even give it any kind of consideration at all. I just mm-hmm. do me. Like at the end of the day, I don't think about other people's brands or or I just do me. And this it, this has been the most fun that I've had in this industry is being able to be creative and you know open to new ideas. And I'm just having fun out here and doing you know just doing me. See, see, come with you. What's funny? The reason why I ask you this question because it proves my point, people. Men, we don't pocketbook watch. We don't give a fuck about what the next dude is doing as far as him making money or his moves. We stand forward. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Simple as that. We don't pocketbook watch. We don't we make. What's we that? We don't overpose how much we make. It's none of your nah. goddamn business. Nah. Or any of that, any of the details. Yeah. Because it because why would I want to give away the cookie and y'all ain't got no milk? You feel me? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, man, turn stuff, man. Blush Erotica Films.com. Or I'm sorry, Blush Erotica.com. Mm-hmm. Blush Erotica Films is our email. Um and then just anywhere that you can search Blush Erotica, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Reddit, we're on AVN Stars, we're on everything. Mm-hmm. 
But, yep, blusherotica.com. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. And um, I definitely want to bring you back. Um, wait a second. I missed your, your name because I, I, I want to be able to put your name down at least on the cover. <laughs> should I call you Mr. Mr. Blush Erotica or what, what should I say? Uh, hello? Wait, say that one more time. No, I was saying what should I, what, what, what should I call you? I'm just, I'm the cinematographer. Okay, then. Say no more. The cinematographer, that's all the blush erotica. That's all we need to know. So with that being said, people, you know how we always end this. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you.